Welcome to 9 to 5. A podcast for people who do and don't have jobs. Because we do and don't have jobs. (laughs) Working 9 to 5. You have, like, multiple jobs. I know, but I don't really count any of them. Yeah, but you're making money off of them, so... You're not giving me health insurance, then. It feels like not a job. Okay, but if you count that, getting health insurance from your employer as having a job, then, like, 40% of the workforce doesn't have a job. Because of underemployment. Very true. Way more... Nice segue, Emma. (laughs) Way more people have multiple part-time jobs... Not even people in their 20s, just, like, across the board. Yeah, there's a new Alfred. Um, but, but, yeah, no, I I know of someone who works for them, and you can... It's kind of like TaskRabbit, where you can hire them to do anything, but it's much more specific to, like, being your butler. Yeah. There's a certain level of, like, luxury that, as a 20-something, you're not supposed to have. You think so? I don't know. That's very New Englandy of you. <laughs> this is true. It's incredibly you Puritan. You should not be comfortable. All these people who are twenty-five years old, who have a butler, a cleaning person, someone to buy their groceries and put them away for them, take Uber everywhere. In twenty years, what higher level of luxury can they or will they expect for themselves? Right, where can you really go from there? Like, my parents don't have any of that, and they obviously are much better off than I am. So you think that taking pride and taking care of yourself is an essential part of living? Is that what you're saying? I I think I'm a little bit of a cranky old person. Like, kids these days don't do anything for themselves when I have this level of not doing anything for myself as well. But I'm like, this is the level that's acceptable. This middle, I'm doing a hand gesture in the middle of, like, around my face. And way up above my face is the level that tech jerks in L.A. expect, or not L.A., San Francisco, expect everything to be done for them. That part of it doesn't bother me. I think it's nice that you can be a micro-entrepreneur and make a life out of that, but it's also at the same time, like, terrifying that there are these two classes of people. And... If you don't want to sell your whole soul to a company or, like, like, give all of your time to a company, then you have to do the other thing, which is serve those who do, which was a scary idea, I think. Okay. okay. So we were talking about feeling like service jobs are inferior or mean that you're not trying hard enough or that you can't do anything more than that we love to stereotype and pigeonhole people yeah so like once you're in if you're working in the service industry you are then seen as a a completely different person than someone who is working a corporate job and is considered very competent you know what i mean i I feel like i struggle with that a lot because Mm -hmm. it's dueling in my personality like who i want to project outwardly and who 
I want to be inwardly. I feel like it, that just comes from like confidence and not caring what other people think, but you do sort of want to be this professional someone or at least be able to let people know that you, you're you a competent person. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's definitely true. I mean, it. it's not just that maybe you or I don't have the confidence to be comfortable in our choices. It's that we've been taught there's a certain way to achieve and a certain level of like what means success. Right. And what it means to be functioning properly. Yeah. I guess. So then we were talking earlier this week about a couple op-eds in the New York Times by uh, Brittany Bronson, who is an adjunct professor at, I believe, University of Nevada, Las Vegas. And she writes a lot about employment, particularly in Las Vegas. Uh, but one thing she talked about in December was working part-time as a waitress in addition to her teaching job and that she actually makes three times as much money waitressing as she does teaching. Yeah, that's one of those funny things. And I've definitely been in that situation before where I'm making more money doing something that doesn't require skills and but you're perceived in a very different way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, if we define we define success as having all sides of success, having prestige and wealth and, I mean, in some cases, I guess, like an intellectually rigorous job. Mm-hmm. But what happens when wealth and prestige are on opposite ends of the spectrum? I made more money working on the food truck than I did when I worked in a law firm mm-hmm. for all of it. I eventually made the same when I had when I had gone and been become like a certified paralegal I made the same amount of money that I made when I was working on the food truck and art but it's interesting to see people's reactions like working in the service industry is biding your time for something yeah and working in a low paying job with some amount of prestige is working towards who you're going to become in this like great career sense right but then I think that often you never become that or I think that corporations are now structured in such a way and I don't think this is true of everyone but that you never fully realize that everyone says that foot in the door thing if you take a job and you don't negotiate for a certain salary, you're handicapped for your entire career. And mm-hmm. I think, I don't know, I just have, not just as infuriates me, but. Yeah, and the attitude is that they could find someone else who's willing to do the job at that salary. So they don't need, you don't have any leverage. Right, so like, you get your, so what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is, so the idea has always been you get your foot in the door in a company and then they take care of you or you trust them to treat you respectfully as or respect when your career progresses, that you will be compensated to match that. But I think the, 
I don't know, corporate dynamics have changed so much that I don't, I don't necessarily trust that to be true anymore. Mm-hmm. I would, I would say as far as fair compensation, I've been incredibly lucky that my bosses are amazing and really care about our employees. Yeah, no, I'm, is, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. Oh, for sure. It's, it definitely exists for you. For sure. I think in older professions like law, it is very... Or even just mm, a more traditional workplace. Yeah, in a more traditional workplace, it's definitely more common to have these unfair situations. Because I, I read this article, it was titled, One-Time Bonuses and Perks Muscle Out Pay Raises for Workers, and that's the exact structure they were using at my company that I worked at. These, like, bonuses that are supposed to incentivize you rather than traditional raises, but it takes all of, it gives them all of the power. It takes any, like, bargaining or leverage tools or any of those things, like, out of the hands of the workers and then forces you to also work the full year in order to be compensated you was just telling your man that you hate the clubs now we in the crying game heart laced with slugs did you cry today? I did not cry today. Although I did go to the eye doctor. I feel like I always have a caveat. I did go to the eye doctor today and he put some really stinging eye drops in my eyes and that made my eyes kind of tear up, but I don't think that counts at all. It's not full scale. You know, weeping. Did you cry today? I didn't cry today, but I should say that we couldn't record this podcast last week. Like we planned to because I was crying too much and I made Emma listen to me. That's true. It was really nice though. We had some good, I mean, it was terrible, but... I felt really... I always feel really guilty about it the next day when I really Why? confess to people my true feelings. I don't know. I'm always like, you didn't need to hear that, or like, you don't need to know that about me, or like, I don't know. It's your Puritan values. I know. Gotta bottle we're, it up. We're both very Puritan, apparently. We are. I mean, we kind of knew it. I know. But, yeah. I just cry about how my life is a clusterfuck all the time. I mean, some weeks are worse than others. Yeah.
on my dog walking. I have a dog walking company, and someone took my flyers down at our local coffee shop. And I, it's it's like menacing me this week. Why did someone take them down? Also, they were very expensive to make, and I don't have any more. Why would you do that? Did does the coffee shop have a sign on the board about flyers can only be up there for a certain amount of time? No, but I'm also I'm not sure because I guess at some point they do have to take them down to right. make room for new flyers, and it has been like three or four months that they've been there. Yeah, but I mean I notice especially because I go to that coffee shop every day and check on my motherfucking flyers and that they be looking fly. And, yeah, that's it just really rude. bothers me. That's just rude. I'm, like, worried that someone looked at it and was like, no. Like, this is not legitimate. Like, they just saw into my soul via my flyers. As... And were like, not, nope, not, not gonna trust my dog with this bitch. As possible as that is, <laughs> given the range of flyers that we've seen around our city, including, like... My name is Bill. I need a kidney in the yeah. local ice cream shop. And a lot of people offering yoga to children. And what was the other one I saw? There was like a really... My favorite one recently was this Bernie Sanders like meetup one. Awesome. You should check out Bernie Sanders 404 page on berniesanders.com. Hi, this is Senator Bernie Sanders. The good news is you're on the right website, and it's a really good website. The bad news is you're on the wrong page. Just scoot down to the bottom of the page, and you'll find your way back home to where you should be. Thanks very much for being part of our campaign. <laughs> this is so real, though, because the, the article that I read about Bernie Sanders that was amazing was about how all of his supporters are his own age, and he's like 75 or something. And so... He like really hits well in his with among his peers, and they were talking about how he was at this rally, whatever I don't know, and everyone there was over seventy, and they just loved him, and they thought he was just like FDR, and they he like made a bunch of jokes about like Eisenhower, like some shit that like no one would get now. That's and amazing. It like killed among the <laughs> people in their seventies. That makes me feel so bad because he probably thinks that he's doing great. He's got this, like, skewed perception of himself. Probably. in this 404 page where he's like, don't worry, you're on a good website. Everything's okay, but... Scoot down the page and yeah. click some links. It's <laughs> probably really earnestly, like... I think my favorite part... is the internet successfully, but <laughs> press back. My favorite part is that he's standing against a brick wall, but there's, like, part of a door frame... In the picture, yeah. they couldn't even find a whole brick wall. I know. Okay, we have to wrap it up because we have exactly two minutes until The Bachelorette and I haven't had dinner yet. Priorities. Yeah, so... Bye, bitches. Don't <laughs> say bye, bitches. I'm sorry. I love everybody equally, which is very minimally. Yeah, I'd actually, I don't know, be very shocked to find out that a straight man was listening to this. I'd be really shocked to find out if anyone was listening to yeah, this. Yeah, that's true. No one's listening to this. Yeah. Although, a couple of our friends listened. Shout yeah. out to Corey. Shout out to... Nope, she's the only person I know that listened. Your parents. I think Steph listened. I made my parents listen. Yeah. And they didn't like that we talked about crying. That's so crazy. We need to talk more about that because... Because we love crying. We love crying. Well, crying at work, a great thing. 
Puritans who cry. Yeah. Dot org. Yeah. <laughs> really, Wait, though. New podcast name. Yeah, let's see if that domain name is available. <laughs> Working nine to five. To cry. There are two links. <laughs> That's amazing. I want to see what the links are. Okay. Just Social rules. Puritans who cry at the mere idea of cursing fatigue me. Ooh, I'm gonna say things fatigue me from now on. <laughs> the Puritans who cry for these bands ostensibly are defending. Oh. Oh dear. What? God, that's horrible. Oh boy. Don't Google Puritans who cry. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Two results. That's because not a lot of Puritans cry. Just goes to show you.